Hello there, and welcome to the Spread in Essence Football Picks Podcast from Nesson.com's Mike Cole, joined as always by Ricky Doyle. Ricky, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you for asking. We're going to get into our uh, NFL Week 17 picks. We'll do our, our best bets of the week. Uh, we'll do that momentarily, so hang tight. Uh, before we do um, some housekeeping, things like that, checking in, how was your Christmas? Uh, it was it was nice. Uh, very low-key. Good. Um, I, I feel like everybody in my family's sick, so that really threw a damper on. <laughs> oh, but, that's tough. Uh, damper, but like I, nobody really had motivation to do a whole lot. So it sounds like it a made life a lot easier. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, so now we're in that just like the the polar vortex week of just time doesn't matter. And Actual polar vor- vortex. Uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, the winter vortex. It was cold last week. That was a big thing in the NFL. Yeah, um, it sucked. Christmas and everything. Yeah, I don't. Um, Friday was great because it was it was it was warm here, so that's. All. <laughs> I feel like I've got no energy. Um, yeah, we're in a weird spot. I, this is a tough time of year. Yeah, this week to this like is what I'm saying. This week, yeah. To I know like, it's cliche, but like to like do content like to just even be working in general. It's it, to to talk about you know you you can apply it to the NFL as well. Where get you yeah. know who has motivation, who doesn't. Who's fat and happy after the holidays? There's a lot. It's just nothing feels right. Yeah. No, no. Time Lack of routine. Just, diet's all doesn't messed really up. Exist yeah. and I'm ready to get into the new year. I don't know about you. I'm ready to just I, – I need to get back into a routine. I'm, yeah, that's my, I think that's my big thing is that – which is weird because, like, that's implicitly saying I'm ready to work more. <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, this time off, I can't deal with this. This, this stinks. Um, but there hasn't been a lot of time off. I mean, we still not for me. There, you for know? you, there has been. What? You just you were just on vacation. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So by comparison, yeah. I'm not criticizing. Says the guy who doesn't work midweeks during the summer. You know, he's all of a sudden. <laughs> that was like two weeks. I didn't <laughs> trust him. We can pull up the PTO. I got stuff rolling <laughs> over that's just gonna poof off into the ether. And whose fault is that? If I get it's my I'm not <laughs> there was no you're the one sitting here saying that you didn't take any time off. You literally were just jet setting across America. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, um what was the point that you were making there by making that statement? There's just no routine. There's no like flow to anything. I feel like we're constantly in a state of like just a a day pops up here that you're kind of off or so like, it's like yeah and even when you're off you run it all right here's the like we're in, we haven't necessarily been off the last couple of weeks but everybody else is <laughs> across the company me so like yeah. if you have a question or something it's hard to track people down and not even at work i'm saying like in general like people just have stuff going on so it's just like you're just constantly trying to pick spots with things to get stuff done it's just like yeah we just go back to normal life in a regular week and I know what I'm getting each day. I like consistency, Mike. No, I hear you. Um, yeah, and I think even I think this time of year too, if you're taking time off, like you have recently, <laughs> um, it's not run of the mill time off. It's either you know you you're going to the desert like you did right. and with your time off, or it's yeah you know, holiday stuff, and it's like right. so it's not you know. I tell you what, getting back into the office compared to running around for the holidays is almost a, a breather. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but 
No, it's just yeah. a little. You want to go there? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I've. It's the holidays are different for everyone. Um, yeah, it's just, I just even talking through it, I feel like I'm all over the place. But that's kind of where my brain is. There's like this holiday fog, and I'm with you because like, and again, it's it's weird when you work in sports and like nobody cares, but like your internal clock gets set around sports, obviously, and your your time off and things like that gets set around sports. So like I just I'm with you. I need it to be like two weeks from now. We're into the like the the NFL playoffs run is a nice little run of work where it doesn't suck to to come to the office. It doesn't suck to like yeah. put in the time because you know that you've got a little light at the end of the tunnel. So like as an example, you can like, set your clock to when the games. It's just like it's just it yeah. makes a lot more and, sense. And even now you get these weeks where you, maybe there are those days off, but like ugh, sports world doesn't stop. So it's like you still got to do the stuff. But like it, it kind of does it. stop too at the same time. I guess. Like, it's just, it doesn't feel. I think we're saying the same <laughs> things, but we're like trying to disagree with it. It, no, it annoyingly doesn't. St- it doesn't stop completely. So we have to right, work. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you don't just like. But it's boring. All right. You and I don't put our laptops down and say, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. That, There's, it's just. We're still doing the stuff, but just at a weird pace. But I'm saying, so I guess my point is, it, like, it, it's almost, I need more stuff going on. It feels like <laughs> voices in my head. Um, I need more stuff going on. Like, okay. that's my, it's weird. I Yeah, who knows? But, nevertheless, here we are. What did you think of the games on uh, Christmas weekend? I'm trying to think. I didn't watch a ton uh so what was it yeah like i watched the patriots game on saturday that was highly entertaining in the first half as somebody who detests the patriots um so i get my my point was proven on saturday by we we talked last week about whether you would rather have a full slate on christmas eve or christmas day good good thing you bring up here yeah and in my like one trepidation about having a full slate on Christmas Eve is that that for me, that's the day that I'll do most of my running around. So here's the problem. Yeah. So, and I found that being the case where like I was trying to do a lot of things during the day on Saturday. And so like I had one eye on the games, one eye on, you know, family mumbo jumbo. And yeah, I guess I, I kind of had like the inverse where it's like we had, my mom came over on Christmas Eve day and it was just a small get together. And so I was able to just have the game on. She left, and then it's like, all right, Christmas Eve dinner, going out, seeing the lights, like, like the lights. Yeah. yeah, did not. I didn't watch like really any of the four o'clock games because like now you're bumping into like that's Christmas the- Eve with capital C, yeah. capital E. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that's where it's like I didn't watch any of that Steelers Raiders game, even though I thought like maybe I would, but I ended up was like making food for the next day and yeah. stuff like that. So that's where. You know, you're doing your running around at some point on Christmas Eve. But, like, the alternative, like, I liked the little setup we had on Christmas. I mean, the, the Packers-Dolphins Patri- Packers game ended up being far better, I think, than most people expected. And that was yeah. a perfect, like, for the the ebbs and flows of my Christmas, that one worked out perfectly. Uh, I didn't watch really much of that. But, like, that 430 game stunk. And then yeah, I fair. tried to watch, like, a half of the Sunday night game. And it's... But like I mean, if there was that turned out to be an unwatchable game as it was. But it so. like it was, I don't think I would have wanted a full slate on Sunday either. True, I could see that. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was so there just was no good time to play football this week, I guess is what I'm saying. I guess if you just packed all of the games into the one o'clock window on Saturday, I would have been fine. But once I got in once it was like the, yeah, me the too, end of the I one guess. o'clock games into the four o'clock games, that's where I was They should have done like staggers scrambled. They should have done like one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah, now we're talking. Noon one, two, three. Then you were, we're done by seven. Ending we're done right. by seven. Yeah, that's not a terrible idea. Um, so what is twenty twenty three is not a leap year, so it'll be, uh, Christmas will be on a Monday next year. So we're gonna you're gonna go through it. It's gonna be even worse next year, right? So it's gonna be full Let's slate. We'll cross that bridge. When full we Sunday slate on Christmas Eve next year because it'll be a Sunday. Sure. Oh, don't know about that. Um. Yeah, so then I guess so this week we're into week 17. Uh, there's going to be football games on New Year's Day. That's going to throw me all out of whack. I am New Year's Day is not going to feel like New Year's Day because it's going to be NFL games, and then all the college bowls are and the Winter Classic are the yeah, second. Say, so it's just it's dizzying. Yep. we like You mentioned the Winter Classic. We have more of a – attachment to that than mm-hmm. a lot of places does that feel, kind of feel like it's sneaking up on you though very much not very a lot much. of buzz right now don't want to yeah. downplay but yeah this so. all everything snuck up on me yeah i think that's kind of <laughs> just <laughs> more so like that's right so i guess that's my thing it's like <laughs> we're getting way down we will get to the picks i swear right after this <laughs> once we get through the winter classic week once and you know once we get through the first week of january we are into the playoffs. The Royal Rumble is three weeks away. The road to WrestleMania has begun. The Masters is in view. Yep. You know you're going to get your head kicked in with a couple snowstorms, but at least you know what you're getting. It is like I can now chart a path until my next vacation. Yeah, that's, and, a, that's a good point. And, like it starts to kind of – you get back in the, the rhythm. These two weeks completely throw off the rhythm of the, the year, I think. Other than the fact that you know you're gonna have to deal with it, that's that's the thing. I think, you know, the golf comes back from like I like watching golf on the week. I can start, you know what I mean? Like yeah. obligations go out the window. More rhythmic, yes, that's for the, for sure. That's what that's it's all the about. Takeaway. That's that's We're all seeking I need. rhythm here, and we just haven't had it. That's all I need in life is rhythm it. and um rhythm and structure. All right, what's your uh? Let's get into week seventeen. You went uh, five, ten, and one last week. I went seven, eight, and one. You did pretty well on the show, hitting two of your three, two of three of your picks. I'm not really sure how I did. It probably was worse than that because I've not been doing great on the show. So we, uh, you know, as always, last week that was like the theme of our show last week. Yeah, weather left and right. And to, to that point, I don't think weather would have come up at all had you not mentioned that. Just because, like, there was this week is unseasonably warm. If, yeah, if you yeah. want to talk about weather, so, um. Yeah, we'll do three unit, two unit, one unit plays, and then we'll do our full week 17 picks on nessandbets.com on Thursday. So let's get into our picks now and uh, get in here and get out. Get some rhythm in our lives. So what's your uh, three unit play? Uh, Three unit, I'm going to take the Jaguars, uh, laying four and a half in Houston. Um, Houston's one of those teams that I can't, like, every week when we do our picks call, you know, I sprinkle them in here and there, but I, I don't know what I'm seeing with them. Like they're just everything points to them being awful. I thought they lost. But they'll last hang week. around. <laughs> um, I do think a lot of their, I, I say recent success. I mean they're still losing games, but you know they hung tough with Dallas and then Kansas City and they 
beat Tennessee last week, but I think a lot of those have to do with taking advantage of good spots. I mean, Tennessee is just in a bad way right now for a number of reasons. Um, that Chiefs game, I think they were playing their third straight road game going into that. Um, Dallas, they were coming up that week where they hung 54 on the Colts. Um, I think two of Houston's touchdowns in that game were on like short fields after turnovers. So, you know, while it's, you know, they have Houston has this adorable little run of uh, playing teams tough, I do think, you know, things have certainly broken their way throughout the course of that. Um, Jacksonville, on the other hand, playing as well as they have all season. Um, last three games, they forced eight turnovers, 24 takeaways overall. Texans, meanwhile, tied for the second most giveaways in the NFL with 24. Uh, I think just in general, Houston's offense, still a problem. Tied for last in the NFL at 4.7 yards per play. Uh, defense has come on a little bit, but still 25th in opponent yards per play. Um, I think Tennessee, I think it was laying like five and a half. I think it might have closed that last week. Jacksonville, they said four and a half this week. I think this is just a, a far better team. Um, I like them to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a uh, – that Jacksonville has done a nice job of beating teams they're supposed to beat, at least anecdotally in my head it feels like that, where they – when the snowball gets rolling, they tend to kick it down the hill. Like, you know, I thought they – they I mean, Zach Wilson did not present much of a challenge. Weather was an issue last week in that Thursday night game, but they were – that was pretty impressive. And it's just they found found a way to win. To win, like to beat the Cowboys, what was it, like 40 to 34 the week before? Yeah. And then turn around and win like a sloppy rock fight this week. I don't, they're they, they they're making like, some steps. So there's been a lot of like. Uh, and this falls right into This is a game they should, you know, wax them. Like this, it, yeah. it falls into that. This has been like, uh, it seems like there's a, every week they're breaking some sort of streak. I was just reading yeah. this earlier. They're like, you know, they, they had a, a lengthy road losing streak and like a lengthy losing streak against the NFC opponents or like their inability to win in prime time. And then they win <laughs> then last Thursday night. So like there's very clear progress coming from that, from that outfit um, probably starts with the coaching and also the, the strides that you're seeing from the quarterback. So uh, it just feels like they're building towards something, but here's an interesting question for you. So have you been following the, this whole scenario with them and the Titans basically more or less this week might not doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So like it, more so for Jacksonville because I think there are ways for them to still get a wild card even if they don't win the division. It would be a, a it would take a, a huge it's a huge long shot for that scenario yeah. to play out. Yeah. So more or less it's going to come down to that week 18 game. So like if you're Tennessee you probably would rest your starters this week, right? But you've also lost 5 in a row, so you're trying to regain a little bit of mojo. Um I don't know. That's just one of those ones where if I'm Jacksonville, though, I'm just I'm not resting any starters. I'm not leaving anything to chance. I'm trying to keep things rolling here. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of following up on that point you made, Jags. I don't know if you mentioned this. This will be their first four game winning streak since 2017. So there you go. Yeah, another, another weird streak. Yeah, but they've also lost nine straight to the Texans. So there's a you know break that streak streaks? too. Yeah, it's all about streaks, snapping streaks, streaks and rhythm. Building that, uh, that is the definition of building uh, <laughs> structure for them. So, uh, routine. Their routine is winning games recently. So, all right, for my three unit play, I'm going to take Miami Dolphins catching two and a half points at New England this week. Um, 
sounds like Tua Tagovailoa will not play. He's in the concussion protocol once again. I I think I'm with Booger McFarland. It might be time to 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 call it a season at the very least. Yeah, season or yeah, and I, I, like it's it would it would be a consideration for me if I were him to just be like I don't I'm not doing this anymore. I mean I, he hasn't made his money yet, so I can kind of see why he'd chase it, and I think he's a competitive kid, but. I mean, it's you it's should not be alarming it, to just watch somebody, somebody's brains get scrambled. You should not be time. accruing concussions at this this high of a rate. Like this is, I mean, that was what was it? It feels like it was three weeks ago. We got that first one. So like it's, I know it's been yeah. longer than that, but it's just every you can almost, you know, put it on the calendar every two weeks, every three weeks. So that's not good. But I don't want to sit here and say it's a blessing in disguise. But he hasn't played well recently. They're all in four in last four with him, you know, back starting. He's completed just fifty two point six percent of his passes, which is the lowest in the NFL. Um, pro, or excuse me, Football Outsiders kind of looked at the fact that he's got a DVOA of minus twenty four point one percent, would be the second to last over the whole season. It's the biggest December DVOA drop off in the last twenty years among quarterbacks. Um, he's costing them games, and I think if you go back and look at that game on Christmas. He literally threw it away to the Packers um, with just mind-boggling decisions. Maybe that was a result of the concussion. I don't know. It's hard to say. Regardless, they were not good decisions, and they were compounded by bad throws. So I don't think they're necessarily better with Teddy Bridgewater and getting him out of there, but I would say four points is a little bit too much of an overreaction. I think the, the Dolphins were laying one and a half on the road in this game. And now it's like I said, it's swung four points. That it feels a little high to me. I like Miami's chances of winning this game outright. I think, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he has a reputation as a guy who doesn't turn the ball over. I know in his last start, he, he threw two two picks, so maybe that's a little bit overstated. But I do think he kind of comes in and he's got a full week to prepare. They can just tell him, do not get stupid. Take the sack if you have to against that New England pass rush. Although Miami's getting healthier on the offensive line. They got Taron Armstead back. So I don't know. They The other thing, too, you go back and watch that game. I know the Patriots' run defense has gotten better as the season's gone on. But if I'm Miami, I come out and try to run the ball a ton. I know that's probably what the Patriots expect, given the Teddy Bridgewater aspect of things. But they were... I mean, they were, felt like they were getting eight yards of rush every time they handed it off against Green Bay, and then they kind of just got away from that. Um, I would expect them to kind of establish that run. And I think this is also just as much of a fade of New England as it is anything else. I think they're dead, dead in the water. I don't – I mean, it's a statistical improbability that they're going to go to the playoffs here. I think they hate everything going on right now. I don't like the quarterback at all. That is a recurring theme on this program that gets <laughs> compounded every week. It, I feel stronger about that take than I did yeah. when we talked about it last week. Um, We've been beating that drum for two seasons. Right. They've been uh, – they had no business being in that game last week. If you no. go back and kind of look at what happened, they missed – the Bengals missed two extra points, a field goal. They threw a red zone touchdown. Three of those four things happened in the first quarter – in or first half in which – the Bengals outgained them 303-70. to 70. It was 22 nothing. It should have been 30. And you go into the second half, and the Patriots score that touchdown on that fluky Hail Mary thing. Um, I think there's the – was it pick six or something? Like, it's just – it just didn't – I don't didn't know. Sense. It's just – that game had no business the, – the fact that the Patriots won that game is a goddamn miracle. 
Um, so I, I, I look at that and I say, I don't think they looked very impressive even in a game that they clawed back. So I, I, this is, like I said, this is as much of a fate of the pay is the pay of the Patriots as anything else. So it had a developing thought going into that game. And I think that this only further solidified it. Patriots defense overrated. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know what I mean? Like the offense gets so much slack for good reason, but like that defense isn't great either. Like, like, but I look at, I mean, you look at some of the numbers and they're like the top five in a lot of categories, but as somebody who watches their games in its entirety every single week, the eye test does not match that. I agree because I think there are times where, like in that first half, where they just got steamrolled. Right. And you would think that Joe they, Burrow edges was had his way. With yeah. Him. And it's like did whatever he wanted. And then you look at the turnovers that Cincinnati had and like and you go back you can go back a few weeks with the random turnovers they've had. It just feels like reckless decisions by the quarterbacks. And I, I feel like we have to give the Patriots some credit for disguising coverages and things like that. Yeah. But probably not as much credit as the numbers seem to say. Because when the rubber meets the road, they've typically yeah, the when they so face like, good, you don't good get, offenses, they're just completely exposed. Like we've seen it too with some of the upper echelon wide receivers, that like they're they're not like they don't take guys away like they used to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they've gotten, but they will have Jamar Chase was relatively quiet. Devontae yeah. Adams didn't have a big game, but there have been times this season. You go back to the Thanksgiving night game, Justin Jefferson torched them. Like yeah, and, and Stephon Diggs has had some games. And there are times more often than it feels like in the past where when you need a play. You know the the big guys come up on the other side and they make a play and you know you need eight they get twelve, um, yeah I I don't know it's just it's just nothing and it, I it doesn't I, feel like you, you it, like this game changing defense that has the ability to take over a game it's just it almost just feels like it's just an extension of the offense and that like they're both just sort yeah of like I, kind of meandering yeah exactly it's just just a very middling group. You don't get credit for shutting him down the second half. You don't get as much credit for shutting him down the second half when you you gave up twenty two and should have given up thirty in the first yeah. half. You know, like that that's your own doing. So yeah, I again I think that the overreact there's a little bit of an overreaction there. Um and it, are, it is amazing how they are finding ways to lose games. Whereas yeah. as opposed to finding ways to win games. Yep. Like that is that is the biggest indictment just, on them yet is like these last couple of weeks. Those are games that Three years ago, they were winning those games. Yeah, and it's just poorly coached. It not, it's just a lot of, a lot of mistakes right now. So, I expect that that continues. What's your two unit play? Uh, I'm gonna take the the under, uh, in the Bears Lions game. It's the highest total on the board, fifty two. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, which which is high. Um, both of these teams have been over teams really all season. Each team ten and five to the over this season. Uh, tied with Philly and Minnesota for the highest over rate. Um, week 10, they played each other. That total was 48.5. Bears won 31-30, to 30, so blew past that. Um, but I just think, well, for one, 27 points in that game were scored in the fourth quarter. Um, the Bears outscored them 21-6. to six. Um, I just think these two teams are in much different spots now than they were then particularly the Chicago offense. Um, really, ever <sighs> since Justin Fields injured his shoulder in Week 11, yeah, um, it's been a little bit different. Since then, four games, three of them being with Fields. 
Um, the Bears offense, 27th in EPA per play, 29th in success rate. Um, they haven't scored more than 20 points in any of those games. The totals for the games in those four games, 41, 47, 45, 48. Um, sounds like Fields also hurt his foot on Saturday. so Feels like a problem. Uh, another bit of an issue for him. Um, and then meanwhile, the Lions, I mean, I know they're coming off that game against Carolina where like <laughs> an epic performance by that uh, juggernaut Panthers offense. Um, <laughs> but, they you know, from, from weeks 11 to, to 15, uh, I think you really started to see some of the strides they made, particularly against the run. Um, so I, I expect that, you know, I don't think they're as bad as they showed on uh, this past week or as bad as they were at the beginning of the season. I don't know if they're as good as they were in that middle stretch. So they're just kind of, they're somewhere in the middle. Um, but I just think that right now, more this is mostly centered around the, the Bears offense, just not really holding up its end of the bargain. Because 52, that is a, that's a high total. It's the highest total of the season for a Bears game. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't expect a, a repeat of that Week 10 game by any means. That's a good one. I saw that. I guess that one did kind of stand out to me. I, because I was like, yeah, I guess that's just a, a lion's tax, basically, where it's uh, yeah, but that's gotta be. It's, it's so high. It's it's a lot. I mean, it's it, it makes you want to like. Are we still are we still paying the lion's tax from earlier in the season too? Like that's yeah. And I think you said to your point, or you did mention that first matchup, right? Yeah. Whereas like that was the total. Pick, they scored sixty-one points, but pick six plus the yeah, seventy-yard touchdown. Yeah, that's that's a good good little spot there. I like that. That Chicago game last week killed me. I thought I had a good read on that Bills Bears game, and just and actually the the Bears came yeah, out and it's scored it's early. That way, yeah, yeah. But, and then yuck. So all right, my tune up play. I'm going to take Minnesota catching three points on the road for. For second straight, or no, two weeks, two out of the last three weeks, Minnesota getting points on the road in the division against teams that are you know, four or five games worse than them. They're going to Green Bay, getting three points against the Packers. The Packers, all of a sudden, as you know, maybe alluded to by me at points in you know, the last couple of weeks, have a path to the playoffs, and literally everything fell right for them this weekend. It was comical almost on Saturday where Seattle, Washington, and New York all lost. Um, the path is is pretty much there. Don't be surprised if they trip over their Schmenzer this week and find a way to to lose this game. Um, at the very least, I think it, you know maybe they they fail to cover. Actually, no, it's up to three and a half. Excuse me. So I, I get the three and a half at the Ness and Bets live odds page, um, which may I like even more now. Now I can find a way to get to a Packers win, but you know get the the Vikings cover. But I think this is another big game for for Kirk Cousins in that offense. You go back to week 1, they absolutely shred the Packers. Uh let me pull up the Justin Jefferson. I should have these numbers, but it was a game in which everybody had spent the entire offseason talking about how great Justin Jefferson was going to be in 2022. And for whatever reason, Joe Barry and the Packers defense decided for the first couple of quarters at the very least they were just going to play a soft zone coverage and allow Justin Je- Jefferson to run wherever he wanted. Nine catches on 11 targets, 184 yards, two touchdowns. It is his best game. Well, second best game. He went for two, 223 a few weeks ago against Detroit. Um, but he got what he wanted. They, The Packers finally in that game um, 
tightened up and it, it, you know, they were down was it 17 nothing at halftime they were down 20 nothing at one point in that game and they actually you know clawed back a little bit in the second half made it more competitive at the very least but i don't expect them to come out playing man across the board man press i think they continue to play that soft zone if that's the case kirk cousins is going to tear him up he ranks first in the nfl in completion percentage versus the zone with 77.4 percent that is 100.7 pass rating against the zone is ninth in the league like i said green bay loves playing that soft zone with joe barry so i think that's going to be uh an issue i think if they want to run the ball the vikings can probably do that with you know their rushing attack against the packers which continues to have issues as well like I said last week, the, the Dolphins kind of got what they wanted for, for a half there. They were up you know, pretty commanding lead and found a way to kind of piss it away. Um, and, again, we talked about Tua talking about uh, Tua. He kind of gave them the game more than they took it. And even then, you still saw issues with the offense where Aaron Rodgers missed some wide-open receivers at points in the game where they could have either – put the game away or you know gotten back into it quicker than they did you know they take a kick back 90 yards settle for a field goal they get down close they settle for field goals still not totally sold on the uh the efficiency of that you, know, you look at the vikings they have been fluky but they do get you know I, this is kind of like what we can all sit here and say they're probably not as good as the record indicates but we've kind of probably gone a little too far where it's right. like you you yeah. do get some credit for finding a way to win the game. It's like the object of the game. Yeah. Ultimately. And putting together a drive that gets you in a position where your kicker makes a 61-yard field goal to win the game. Like, maybe you didn't need to mess around with the Giants for the entire four quarters like they did, but they found a way to win. They have eight wins when after they've been trailing in the fourth quarter of the season. That's an insane number. I don't trust the Packers' defense to hold a late lead. I think if it's – even if the Packers are up late – the uh, the Vikings can find a way to get back into it and get within the number at the very least, if not win it outright. So, and they would love nothing more. They're still positioned, you know, trying. If they win this game, they've got a pretty inside track to the two seed. Um, and I'm sure they'd love nothing more than knock out the Packers. So. Those uh, those Jefferson stats are by no means empty stats either. Like he he's always making big plays. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty impressive that like they just get to certain spots and they're like, well, we can just throw it up. And there. he must be so good. I don't watch a ton of Vikings. Like teams must be doubling him, right? Like it, it, it always feels like he's making like contested catches. So it's got to be games. like put you know if I'm the Packers and I doubt they do this, but I I go to the Belichick thing where it's put you you know Russell Douglas and another corner double him and put Jair Alexander on Adam Thielen or yeah. you know KJ Hopkins and KJ. Uh, Osborne, excuse me, and try to figure it out that way. But I, you know, it, it, it hasn't seemed to matter. No. So it is, uh, it is interesting. Like, oh, Packers also, excuse me, before, com- very banged up. Yeah. Uh, like three major pieces, like Watson's banged up. The, you know, Keyshawn Davis, the new, uh, uh kick returner has been great, banged up. So they've got issues there too, as well. Sorry, go ahead. No, just those, like, Keyshawn Nixon, excuse the, me. The fact that <laughs> all those teams you mentioned losing last week. Like I think that that was maybe my biggest takeaway from the the actual action on the field from this past weekend was just that like the teams that are in the hunt trying to get in there are just they're not helping themselves by any means. Like and you're starting to see that discrepancy between the the top tier teams and those fringe teams. I mean like you mentioned the the NFC what was it the Giants, Commanders, uh Seahawks, Seahawks. Lions, like those teams yep. all losing. AFC had Patriots, Dolphins, 
uh, Raiders, Titans, like all these teams that are on the bubble trying to get in are were just sort of, you know, just falling all over themselves. Yeah. And meanwhile, the the upper echelon teams continue to roll. Yeah, it's also surprising to see the Chargers nine and six. It still blows my mind the Chargers. <laughs> like I was thinking about last night. The Chargers in the playoffs. It's wild. Nine. Um, I was just looking at their record. I'm like, this does not feel like they don't feel six. nearly as good as they were last year, and they didn't make the playoffs last year. So maybe this kind of equals maybe it out. More dangerous. I can't game. believe it. Yeah, the Chargers gonna play a playoff <laughs> game. They like, could sneak up on you. Yeah, they're live. They've got a great pass rush and a elite quarterback. A little deeper into that. That's a, not a bad idea. <laughs> so, what's your uh, one year to play before we get out here? Uh, one year to play. I'm gonna take the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> getting 13 and a half points in Kansas City. Um, obviously just firing Nathaniel Hackett. Um, which we, I mean we've we've gone over this before. It can go one of two ways. Um, if you're looking for that spark, I pulled up some of the old numbers. I think we mentioned these right after Matt Rule got fired. So tried to update them a little bit. But 34 teams have fired their head coach during the regular season since 2003. Um gone 16 and 18 straight up and 18 and 16 against the spread which that straight up number is pretty impressive when you consider how bad the teams were obviously prior to firing their coach um but for me this is mostly just getting the broncos after that blowout loss uh and getting the chiefs after a rare cover as heavy favorites i mean that's sort of the the one thing with them is that when they've been favorites by you know six or more points yep. or whatever it may be. Um, you know, they just it, they haven't been a good cover team. Um, actually, Patrick Mahomes in his career against the spread, 17-6-1 uh, and one as a favorite of three or less or an underdog, 29-35-1 uh, and one against the spread as a favorite of three and a half or more. Uh, Chiefs 2-9 and nine against the spread this season after a straight-up win, 2-5 and five against the spread as favorites of more than six. So I think that just from, like, an optics standpoint, too, of – you know, them taking down the Seahawks, who I mentioned one of those fringe teams uh, that fell on themselves this week. Uh, really just getting two teams on opposite ends of the spectrum and just hoping for some value there. Um, obviously, the Broncos' defense, you know, when you give up 51 points or whatever it was to the Rams, that's going to change the perception a little bit. But going into that game, fourth in defensive DVOA, um, second against the pass. So, like, there's there's obviously still some talent there to work with, um, and maybe they get that that spark after firing the coach because God knows it couldn't get any worse. But this is just a it's a lot of points. Um, it, Chiefs have been a better road cover as well. So this is one of these things where you don't feel great about it, but it just uh, there's a lot of factors pointing to there being value on back, backing Denver um, <laughs> when most people do not want to do such. Chiefs four and seven against the spread as favorites of seven or more in the calendar year. I just looked it up. So, yeah. Thanks. The sweet spot with them is like if you get one of those games where they're favored by like two and a half. And How often does that happen? I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, probably yeah. like in you know in an instance where like they played Buffalo earlier this year. Although yeah. Buffalo might have been favored in that game. I don't remember. Buffalo won that um, game too, didn't they? But like, I, I guess. I feel I feel much better about uh in, about, those, yeah. in those situations. Yeah, there aren't a ton of them. I'm looking it up. They're you know, two and three against they've they win games though. Like and that's they've got a better chance of just winning the game outright. They're they're yeah. they remain a curious case. Like I I've watched a decent amount of the Chiefs and I'm still not overly impressed. Not 
they've just com- they're kind of probably like the the Warriors where they've just completely fatigued adjusted our well they've adjusted our expectations yeah. of what we think they can be. Like everybody's like it's I mean Mahomes is the clear betting favorite to win the MVP, and it's just a bit, are we taking him for granted? I don't know. Like probably. it just hasn't felt as flashy. Yeah. I know that's a simple minded take, but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but yeah, I like that. Pit. It just They'd, feels like their their offense is much more susceptible to to laying an egg than they have yeah. been in the past. But it's weird though because numbers the numbers are still are there. so good across yeah, the board. Still, they're still there, but it just feels like their their floor is a little bit lower than it had been in years yep. past. It's not quite as bankable. I agree. Uh, for my winning play, I'm going to Monday night, arguably the game of the year. I'll take Buffalo. Laying a point and a half on the road at Cincinnati. I'm crazy. I'll do it. Uh, Cincinnati, seven-game winning streak. Buffalo, six-game winning streak. I look at, you know, the Bills feels like they've kind of, you know, risen to the test when when needed to this year outside of that Minnesota loss. But, like, you look at what they've done this year. They beat the Rams on opening night when the Rams were still kind of good. They beat Tennessee. They beat Lamar uh, and the Ravens. They went on the road and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Arrowhead. They beat the Packers. Uh, they beat Cleveland in a game where they had to, you know, lose home field advantage and go to Detroit. Uh, then they went back to Detroit, beat them on on uh, Thanksgiving. They a just workmanlike effort against the Patriots on you know the, that Thursday night after. Uh, and then since then, it's been pretty smooth sailing. So they've kind of found ways to win games, you know, at a pretty consistent basis. I think they're. They're the they're the best team in the league, right? I think is that for my money, yes. Yeah, I guess it would be them, Philly, or Kansas City. I you know yeah. can't go wrong with any of those three. Maybe Cincinnati if they win this game decisively, but Buffalo plenty to play for. They're trying to get that one seed. I think they're just a better team. I also look at Cincinnati. Um, I don't want to like contradict myself, but you know. Not an overly impressive second half last week. You go back the week before, not a very good first half at Tampa Bay. I think they're more likely to lay an egg. They've got a bit of an issue on the offensive line now with uh, Lyle Collins is done for the season. He injured his knee. Uh, I thought this was interesting. You know, the athletic, the Bills ranking and pass breakups has risen from fourth to third. Yards per attempt have gone from 10th to third. Yards after the catch from eighth to fifth and completion percentage 13th to 10th in the last few weeks. You know, I think getting Travis White back has been big for them. This is going to be a huge test because, you know, you've got, you know, that uh, Cincinnati passing attack is legit. But I think that this is a, you know, I think this is a game where the Bills make their, this, I will admit, a lot of this pick is narrative based. There's going to be, I think this is a spot where the Bills remind everybody, hey, this is still, you know, we are men on a mission here. You know, we're going to try to continue, add another, you know, notch on the ledger um and, and take down another big game i just think it's you know this is where they've probably been kind of putting in cruise control to to ramp up for this one make one last statement before the uh regular season ends and then kind of just you know see you guys in a few weeks so men on a mission great 90s wwf tag yeah of course mabel oh yeah mabel. <laughs> forget, forget who else forget the other guy's name um but no I, you know what i like about buffalo is that they had that that sort of taste of adversity. Two weeks in a row with like a you know a game against New York, they shouldn't have the Jets. They shouldn't have yeah, lost, and then that you know that game, which was like a fluke. 
you can you can reverse engineer. You want to go back to the Vikings thing where it's like that was fluky, <laughs> yeah. fumbling the ball in your own end zone. You yeah. just needed to you know get the clock to to overtime. So, I mean but that's yeah. gonna happen, right? You're gonna lose games. <laughs> this is yeah. And and the thing about them, like you know, Josh Allen hasn't played great. No, in the last few weeks, but like they're they're still finding ways, which is just like it just feels like the hallmark of a good team, which they clearly are. But like. It makes me feel much better about them for whatever reason prior to the playoffs than if they had gone in with just, you know, unscathed for most of the season. What do you think of Cincinnati? We just saw I, them. I like Cincinnati a lot. I, I think, don't, again, I, don't know if, I feel like this is a conversation we've had. I'm late to the party on Cincinnati. Yeah, because for me with Cincinnati, it's just they have the quarterback and everything. If you have the quarterback, everything else. Well, starts to fall into place around it. And you're going, like, we're trending. I mean, we're not trending. We are there. It's quarterback one, stud receiver two is, like, a pretty good. Yeah. And they've got and they, that. And, you know, they've got the, they can run the ball. they got a good defense. They're, I thought earlier in the season, too, like, some of their losses were as impressive as a lot of teams' wins. Yep. Um, Like, they very easily could be. They could very easily be the number one seed right now. Mm-hmm. So I think they're legit. I think they're a real deal. Oh, yeah, this five, is a good game. Five turnovers last three weeks for them. And it's just, you know, I, I, Which, you know what? Th- there you go. That's probably going to be their undoing. Yeah. Like, they'll hang with anybody, but a, a good team doesn't. I, like, the, the, the difference between. The run game has gone quiet, too, recently. The difference between them being as great as they are right now and being a team that can win the Super Bowl is those turnovers. Yep. Like, the Super Bowl team doesn't let the Patriots come back in that game. Right, right. But, like, I do wonder, is, like, you know, did they get it out of their system last week? And then, for my sake, hopefully here. But, yeah, yeah, actually, look at it. Burrow, 12 picks. That's a that's a good good amount. They've gotten better at protecting him. He's I saw a stat. He's actually, like, his release is vastly improved. It feels like. Five weeks ago, it was like he's holding on the ball forever. Now it's a strength, so that's a a nice sign for them, them too. The, the amount of turnover on that offensive line that's yeah. going to take some time to to start the gel. Yep. And now you're you're seeing it. But now, like I said, they've got the injury to Collins, who's a veteran guy, so that's going to be one though tomorrow. Great game. I'm looking forward to that. Going to yeah. make sure. What's the Sunday night game? Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, they flexed out. Is it Ravens Steelers or is, is that next week? Raven Steelers, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that game. I'm going to go to bed early, and I'm going to rest up for Monday night because I don't care about Raven Steelers whatsoever. <laughs> it was going to be either like Raven Steelers or Patriots Dolphins probably, and it ended up being Raven Steelers. So. Yeah. We got rid, of that, that one. got rid of that Rams, uh, <laughs> Rams, Chargers? Rams Chargers game. L.A. Bowl. Yuck. All right, Ricky. Anything else? <clears throat> no. All right, cool. I'm decided to lose my voice. Yep. Get out of here. All right. Cough drop. We'll be back again next week. Uh, Thanks for joining us. See you then. Bye.